Hey, hey, this is Tracy Austin with Mental Fitness Matters. This show is designed to provide people with tips, strategies, and solutions to improve your mental fitness. This is Mental Fitness Matters. Hey, hey, everybody, you are listening to Mental Fitness Matters. I'm your host, Tracy Austin, and this show is designed to provide you with education, tips, strategies, and solutions to improving your mental health and mental fitness. And we are back for part two with LaChina Robinson talking about how can we begin to keep our peace performing at our peak? Uh, LaChina Robinson is a basketball analyst. She is one of the most recognizable voices in sport for men's and women's basketball. And I'm so honored. We have been friends for over 21 years. Well, 21 years now. Um, played basketball together at Wake Forest University. Uh, she has done so much for uh, the world of sport, women, advocacy, allowing people like myself to see people like her in positions of media and allowing me to dream bigger. She's such an influencer, so generous with her time, and we're so glad to have her back. And we want to pick up where we left off. Um, LaChina, welcome back to the show. So glad to have you here again. (laughs) Nice to see Uh you. I'm having fun. Ready for part two. (laughs) Ready for part two. We're going to pick it up where we left off. So we were just talking about the word intentionality. And you had just referenced um, some of the big staple points in your life, self-care and soul care. I mean, the importance about boundary settings. We're talking about LaChina performing at a peak level, but also finding ways and creating ways that she keeps peace in her life. LaChina, go ahead and talk a little bit about what intentionality means to you and how that's had to show up um, over your career. Yeah, I mean, I think being intentional um, started for me when I was transitioning into broadcasting. Um, When I decided to get into this field, I had no experience never been on television before, didn't major in communications, didn't major in broadcasting. And every time I walked into a producer's office, they were like, okay, so you think you're going to be on television? (laughs) And I was like, "Uh, yeah, yeah, that's pretty much what I'm going to do. And so at that point, I realized that I had to build a brand where people associated me with the sport of basketball and could see me in this role of, of commentator, even though it was something that I'd never done. So I intentionally showed up to every women's basketball event I could. I changed all of the visuals of myself online to this little cartoon woman holding a microphone with a basketball spinning on her finger. Uh, You know, I just was very um, focused and, and intentional basically on where I needed to be and who I needed to meet with and and how I was going to eventually get to the space. And then that started to bleed over into my, my personal life. Right. So it's as you're traveling as much as I have in my career and working, you know, in television, which is, you know, working at the highest level when it comes to being on and, you know, just being on top of your game, I had to start blocking a lot of things out. Um, Mm. And so that, that, word intentional is blocking out fans online that say crazy things about you. It's being intentional about what you're seeing, what you're watching, what you're taking into your eyes, what's affecting your spirit, who you're listening to, who you have around you, like not just going through life and doing whatever and being whatever it's um, you know, just making sure that everything you're doing is, is pointed towards who you want to be, where you want to be, the kind of life you want to have, Because if not, you're going to end up finding that you're wasting a lot of emotional energy and time and spaces and and brain space Mm. that you don't have. And so it's just really 
being intentional to me is making sure that everything you say, do, feel is in line with your goals and the type of life you want, the type of person you want to be and and the type of career you would like to have. That is so good. And we're going to go through all of that and break that down because you had so many points in that that we can really play with here. I want to start with how you said no experience in broadcasting media, didn't have a degree or, or anything in that space and show up to producers and they're like, uh, you think you're going to be on TV? And you're like, yes, I am. Let's speak to that characteristic, that confidence, that how did you do that? Like, where did you go mentally to show up and say, okay, I'm going to do it anyway? It starts with my faith in God. I knew what God was asking me to do. And even though I tried to turn around on several occasions, he said, you heard me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I know that I serve a God that can open any door and has already conquered the world. So Um, it's not even that I've always had the confidence in myself. It's more the confidence in him and what I knew that he had spoken over my life. Got it. So that's where it it really started. But I also think some of it is just, you kind of sometimes have to be the the kind of person who's not even just stubborn, but a little um, naive, you know, Uh, to what people are saying you can and can't do. And I kind of let those words go in one ear and out the other, Um, just ignored the people that said there's no way you're going to be able to be on television and, you know, just kind of wanted to prove them wrong. Um, So it's, it's more of just having that mentality that a, I know what I want to do, whatever your faith is, whatever your belief is, your spiritual, whatever you believe in, that's bigger than you knowing that that's what's going to carry you through the tough days and open the doors that don't seem like they're ever going to open. Um, but then also, again, just kind of being a little stubborn yeah. and, and knowing that um, one no is not the end. Yes. You're going to hear a lot of no's in your life and you just have to be, be willing to block them out, overlook them and, and keep moving along your path. Absolutely. And like you said, being able to block out that noise, whatever that noise is, being able to block that out and keep going. And you heard the call and answered it. What would you say like some of your your habits are? What are your what are some things that you're doing um, now, whether it's on a daily basis or throughout your day? What are some of your habits? What does that look like for LaChina Robinson? Well, I've got a a new habit that I love, which is I am doing a guided meditation every morning for 30 minutes. Um, I met a woman on the beach who did a a fantastic yoga class when I was staying in Playa del Carmen on vacation. Um, And her name is Helen. And she, what we did in meditation, her affirmations were just so in line with how I was feeling and who I am and a lot of my beliefs. And I just felt like I needed more of her even after I came home. So she agreed to do like a, a 30 minute guided meditation with me every day. And yes, we do breathing, we do affirmations, but we also do some really deep reflection work around healing, um, around negative feelings and emotions, around negative thoughts. Because if I have to like pinpoint something that's been more of a mental fitness challenge for me as of late, it's more thinking positively and not preparing for what's next. I think COVID has put me in this mindset, put many of us in this mindset of, 
okay, what's going to happen next? Are we going to have to get another shot? Is COVID going to come back stronger? Are we getting ready to shut down? Is my job going to start, you know, um, firing people, you know, because money's not circulating the way, whatever, you know, they just, it, COVID kind of put us in a place of feeling like life is a bit unpredictable. Yeah. So I've had to be better about uh, not anticipating bad things happening, but allowing the positive thoughts and um, the healing thoughts, the affirming thoughts to flow. So that's been one habit meeting with Helen every morning. That's been good. Uh, I also see a therapist um, who has been really great in helping me to do some work around healing, uh, you know, my inner child and um, just some other things that I needed to address that I wasn't making the time to. But I also just try to make sure I get outside once a day. I love walking around, taking pictures of trees. I have a new Nikon camera that um, I've always wanted to try my hand at photography. And so I um, will walk around and take pictures of trees and just random things in the community that I think are beautiful. And I feel so at peace when I'm in nature. So at peace. So connecting with nature at least once a day is, is something else that is a soul care uh, habit for me. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. And I hope as we're listening and soaking that in, because every time she says the word soul care, I literally feel that. And we talked Mm -hmm. a lot about feelings. And so as a community, let's tap into this, lock into this and recognize that how we feel matters, right? So that's a good indication of where we are from a mental health state. And I hear you, um, Chai, talking a lot about Things that make you feel good, whether it's through your sight, literally what you see when you're outside to what you're taking in, what you're listening to, positive words of affirmation, um, really getting in tone with touch through meditation and your breath. So tapping into all of our senses, they're there for a reason and they are information to helping us get us back on track and aligned. Um, So thank you for sharing some of your practices, some of your habits, locking into those. And I heard you also. So when you meditation for you let's go there because in our community especially black women men in our community in general when we think about meditation and things of that nature did you start off your meditation practice doing 30 minutes how did you get into meditation how do people start if they've never done that or they have some uh, negative opinions about meditation Well, I am definitely someone to start with because meditation has not come easily to me. (laughs) I started trying to do it in the summer of 2020, and it was kind of when the world was shut down. I would walk to a park over here, and it was really just trying to get some space in my mind, right? Like To me, meditation can be used for a number of different things. For me, I can be an overthinker, and I wanted to use meditation as a time to kind of come back to just my state of calm um, with a blank slate, um, just really refreshing and renewing my mind. So I was good if I could do that for five minutes when I first started. Now, I still struggle with my attention even now in meditation where 
I'll be honing in on one thing with Helen. And all of a sudden I want to think about, oh, shoot, I've got to get gas when I leave and start thinking about the argument I had with a friend or, you know, so your mind constantly is is trying to move and um, to think ahead for you. And those are those are good qualities for your mind to have. But it's got to be balanced out with some silence with just those moments of pure peace, the breathing aspect of meditation, just bringing you back to your body, how your body's feeling in the moment, connecting yourself, honestly, to just being in the present. Um, And and that has been a major challenge is just being where you are right now, because we are so trained to be thinking about what's next and assessing what happened two weeks ago. And um, so for me, the meditation journey is not one that's easy, but don't give up because your your mind is just like your body. You're not going to lose weight if you start working out two weeks later or even a month later or probably not even two months later. It's got to be repetitive. It's got to be practiced. And the more you do meditation, the more you will feel the benefits of it. And, um, you know, the more confidence you'll have in your ability to do it. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. That's so good. You're right. Consistency, repetition, and just starting small. Little small steps along the way. You make big steps along the way. You feel comfortable in that, but just start. And so as you're listening to this and as we're taking this in, let's create a practice of some sort of being intentional about tuning in a little bit more. Um, You said first part of the show, it's okay to just focus on you. Mm -hmm. It's okay to just focus on you. It's necessary. Yeah. It's necessary. Yeah. And so as and we feel guilt around that, right? Yes. Like we feel guilt around just focusing on us because there are so many people we want to care for, things we want to do. You know, it, it often feels like, you know, time is flying. You and I talked about this earlier yes. with your niece, just like growing up. And so it feels like we have to maximize every moment. But there was there's such an importance when it comes to stillness. And when it comes to just turning inward and being able to say, I don't have it to give today. Mm. And you don't even have to say that verbally to someone maybe that, you know, you love that needs you. It's just turning your phone off or postponing a trip you were going to take or just vegging out on the couch for a weekend and watching movies, Um, whatever that self-replenishment self and soul care looks like for you. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay to do that. The people that love you will understand. Absolutely. That part right there, all of the above. um, We have to definitely give ourselves permission to do that more often. And I want to ask you something because you got a chance to go to the Olympics. Like how, like when you think about moments in your career Uh, where you've been like what are some of the like most incredible moments that you've experienced thus far in your in your career I was so excited and just proud of you when you're you're part of the biggest platform in the world you know and your voice your face uh, you've done such a great job perfecting your craft you're so you take that so seriously in the work that you do Um, so hats off to you for that accomplishment Um, what would you consider some of the most biggest like moments um, of your career thus far 
Oh, definitely the Olympics. I mean, when you get to when you work in sports broadcasting and you get to cover the best athletes in the world, there's no better feeling than getting that call for sure. But I would say my whole career has really been blessed because I talked about seeing Lisa Leslie as a 16 year old. Well, then I covered Lisa Leslie. Now I'm texting with Lisa Leslie, you know, like I would, you know, consider her a friend or almost like a sister. Um, So being close to people that I once idolized and just really the opportunity to give back to the sport that gave so much to me. I mean, women's basketball, as I mentioned earlier, took me from this young, awkward, um, you know, very low self-esteem, 16 year old, 15 year old and, uh, you know, brought me to a place in the world that I, I never thought I would be on this elevated platform. And so every day I get to wake up and say, I'm going to give back to the game that that gave me life, that gave me career, a career that gave me a sense of who I was. Um, and, I, and I think that's important when it comes to work. You know, you can talk about working the Olympics or I've, you know, worked the WNBA finals. I've done work for the NBA. I've, you know, worked with Chris Weber and, like I said, I covered Lisa Leslie. I've had conversations with Diana Taurasi and Maya Moore and, you know, all the great Cheryl Swoops, Tamika Catchings is a really good friend of mine. So, you know, you, you look at all those things, but the most important aspect of your career, of whatever it is you decide to do with your life, is that you can connect back to your purpose. You can connect back to something that resonates with who you are and what you believe. And for me... It's putting myself in a position where I can be a role model for young women, and in particular, the visibility of women of color. So whenever I pop up on television, I want to be a display of excellence so that other young women can get opportunities after me. It's going to be giving back to the sport of basketball. Um, Again, as I said, because it's given so much to my life, and so I always hope to be connected to it in some way. And then the last thing is just inspiring and empowering, encouraging, like whether your voice on social media or even what you're doing in your day to day job, just knowing like what kind of legacy you want to leave. What do you want people to say when you leave the room? Um, You know, just being intentional and knowing what those things are for you um, are what for me has made my my career so fulfilling. I love that. And how would you say and encourage people to, I heard you speak about purpose. Um, Mm -hmm. How did you know what your purpose was? What did that feel like? How do, what if somebody's in a place right now that they're not quite sure, but they like what they do, but they don't, there's so many different question marks, right? So how did you get to your knowing of what you just described right there? It really feels like waking up and saying I would do this for free if nobody paid me because uh-huh. I feel so good when I'm doing it. I look forward to it. I would do it with my free time anyway if no one paid me. That's literally what I do every time I cover a basketball game. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like I would be watching this game at home saying the same exact things that I'm saying on this broadcast <laughs> in my house. Good. People would be throwing pillows at me, but And to think I get paid for it, like oftentimes we think about having a job to get paid. But what about if you did something you loved so much that you didn't you didn't care if you got paid, but you are 
Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like that's what finding your passion is, is it's something that just connects back to everything you stand for, who you are, why you are in a way that you would wake up every day and want to do that thing, hmm. even if you weren't getting paid. And that's what you need to make your career. That's big. That's big. That's big. Go back and listen to that message twice. Because I think we can get so caught up in the other stuff that we end up unhappy just doing for whatever reason. But aligning with your truth, knowing who you are, what you want it to feel like, waking up on purpose, waking up in your passion, those things matter. Thank you for sharing that. Um, one more thing, like, do you want to talk about uh, Stretch Beyond and your your the work that you're doing for young ladies? I would love for you to share more about that. You have so many great projects going on. Yeah. So I um, when I was transitioning from um, working in athletics into broadcasting, I still wanted to be connected to the student athlete experience. I was in my late 20s and there was something just about student athlete development that was intriguing to me. And in particular, the development of student athletes and their character and their career and their community endeavors. Like those three areas are places that I wish I had spent more time on because the minute you're getting ready to graduate, those are three things you you think about. (laughs) Right. So uh, I started stretch beyond back in gosh, 2008, long time, 2009 um, to stay connected as a consultant, um, you know, to these colleges and universities. So I could still do work with student athletes and fast forward, that would look like so many different things from doing branding presentations for student athletes, especially female college athletes who want to know how to brand themselves in the social media space. Like, what does it look like to be a leader in social media? What does it look like to be um, to start to think about the next step of my career now? Uh, so, you know, I would go back and kind of customize different presentations. I've done speaking engagements. And so that's kind of been under the umbrella of Stretch Beyond. And then a couple of years ago, I started Rising Media Stars, which is a nonprofit geared towards helping women of color get into broadcasting. So we basically are like a gap training program. Once they figured out, hey, this is what I want to do. We offer them a year long program, five young women where they can come and actually get real experience broadcasting. We have a partnership with our local sports teams, the Hawks, the Falcons, United in the Dream. And our young women actually get to do halftime stand-ups and interviews and just like they were covering the game. So it's been um, probably the most fulfilling work I've, I've ever done because this is a program that I wish I had when I was getting into broadcasting. And so creating that sisterhood our young women and being a resource and bringing in even other mentors. We have a great board. I have a fantastic co-founder and Kevin Nixon. Um, you know, it's been one of the, the best works I've been excited about being a part of. That's such a big deal. That is such a big deal. Talk about instilling confidence and hope and just inspiration at such a young age, getting that type of opportunity. That's huge. It's huge. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, as well as I do, Trace, it's like, whoo. It's it's not hard to get lost in this world. Okay. <laughs> okay. I tried my hardest to get lost on a couple of right. occasions. So right. the more accountability you have yes. and mentors who will will are excited about keeping you 
in the right space. And then often just sometimes reminding you of who you are. Yes. You can get beat up out here. Absolutely. You can get beat up pretty good. <laughs> so you need people to say, no, no, you know, you can do this and don't forget. And, you know, all those things are, are really important. Well, you have shared so much of just all of who you are with us. We can't thank you enough. we got about a minute and a half left. Anything that you haven't said or that you want to say or uh, making sure people know how to connect with you and reach out to you and continue to watch your journey. Um, Anything you want to say? Just that I appreciate the work you're doing around mental fitness and, you know, life kind of ebbs and flows. And I happen to be in a season right now where my mental health and mental fitness journey is Uh, my number one priority. And so just thanking you for the educational platform you have and letting people know that, you know, when you're mentally fit, you're going to feel better about every aspect of your life, your, your romantic relationships, your job, um, you know, just about yourself and your own self-esteem about your family relationships. Like when you understand first how to take care of you, it's going to be reflected everywhere else. So it's okay to do the work, to be vulnerable, to take the time that you need to to really dig in um, because it's going to just make you overall a happier person, um, give you a better life. And more than anything, it helps you to stay in touch with with who you are and where you want to be. So thank you, Tracy Austin, <laughs> the most positive, amazing, like you truly have a gift. You've been the same person all 20 years that I've known you. <laughs> Yes, always very encouraging, optimistic, wanting to help others. Um, you just you just have a gift, and I'm, I'm grateful to be connected to you. And thank you for everything you've done to help me along my journey to um, mental fitness, and and for having me on your show. Absolutely, I appreciate you. I love you. Thank you for all that you are and all that you do. I want my Mental Fitness Matters community to go out and shine bright like the stars that we are. Self-care, soul care. Make it a priority. See you soon. Thank you for joining us today on Mental Fitness Matters. Tune in every Thursday at 830 a.m. to 9 a.m. for more tips, tools, strategies, and solutions that will help you reach your peak mental fitness. My name is Tracy Austin, and you've been listening to Mental Fitness Matters.